0: Setting up Peterson again. Block! Boilermakers do it! They survived the upset with a three-set run to win in five and advance to the Sweet 16 for the third consecutive year. The block by Purdue and the Boilermakers are moving on! The Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast, Corey Palm. Uh, Dave Shondell, coach. Big week. Big week for the Boilermakers uh, on the courts. Big week for the Boilermakers off the courts. Today we are taping on, on Wednesday morning. It is National Signing Day and, and we will go in depth on, uh, on the latest group of Boilermakers. I know uh has everybody very excited around around these parts. Uh, we'll get into that later on in the show. We've got a lot of volleyball to talk about. Before we get to that, you guys had a a, a very nice weekend up in the state of Michigan uh, with two and zero against the Spartans and the Wolverines. Uh, you started Friday night live in the Big Ten Network in the Breslin Center and uh, a game Spartan Club. You guys fell behind early, but uh, able to rally, take the last three sets, and and get back. On the, the winning side of the ledger,
1: was how, how did Friday night go from your perspective? Well, I thought you know, Michigan State came out and played a lot like I thought they would. Um, you know, their, their coaching staff, which is new, um, but they hired a staff that is tremendous motivated, motivators and, and positive people, and they have that program believing that, that they're getting better, and I think they are. Their talent level is a lot better than people think and uh, they played very well made very few errors in the first set and kept the pressure on us and uh, you know won the first set pretty easily quite honestly 25-18 if i remember correctly yep. and then on top of that they get ahead i think 21 to 16 if i've got my numbers right and i'm thinking this is not going to finish very well at that point in time but that's uh, we used our last timeout and things started to turn a little bit and and then they made, it, made some errors. And uh, we had looks on our faces like we, were, we wanted to win for the first time that night. And um, came back and won it, I think, 26-24 yep. in a very fortunate uh, manner. And then after that, uh, we were in control you know, the rest of the night. Uh, you know, Raven had a pretty good match. Did she uh, ever. I think uh, 16 for, I don't know what she was, 16 for 23 with no errors, something along those lines. But uh, it's nice to see Raven play well. That's a big part of, of who we are. Uh, we don't have enough big-time athletes to, to, to waste one. You know, She's, she's got to go out and get things done, and she certainly did on that night, and then and played pretty well the next as well. But uh, it was good to get through that one. Um, solid performance, but nothing special. Then we had a day off and um, got a chance to, to practice hard on that Saturday, and uh, Watson college football and prepare, uh, mostly watching Michigan volleyball during the course of the day, but we were getting prepared. I I really felt Michigan was a a team that was going to be really hard to beat in in their gym. They've got really good athletes. I mean, I think if you're going to evaluate the the level of athleticism on teams in the Big Ten, they're going to be in the upper quarter of teams, just in my opinion. They've got some really good arms and some some good jumpers. uh, nice kids at the net, and a great libero, one of the best liberos in the league. Mm-hmm. So I knew we were going to have to play well to get out of there alive. And we, we talked before the match about how I think we'd gone about seven matches in a row and not had not won the first set. And that's just not a good way to do business. You know, it, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a great formula for winning uh, matches. And we said, we've got to come out and be ready to play. We've got to win this first set. I just don't know that we can – you know, offer up the first set and expect to win against Michigan in uh, in Cliff Keene Arena. So fortunately, you know, we did. We, we didn't get off to a great start. We made some hitting errors right out of the gate. And they blocked some balls, and I said, this may not <laughs> may not be the be the day. <laughs> but uh, we we found a way to to get better as that set went on. Then played a great second set, kind of just blew them right out of the gym. They came back, uh, were much more organized in the third set, and they beat us. Um, and then the fourth set was back and forth for a while. Then we finally got the lead, and our girls was, were just very determined to win that match. And, uh, you know, I, we, we've talked about this before, just the evolution of Meg Renner has been significant for our improvement, the return of Maddie Skimmerhorn playing the way that she had played early in the season. Um, she's back to top form. Maddie Chin who had been sidelined for a while and just fought to get back in the lineup. And and, and once she was given the opportunity, she's been very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, scoring lots of points for us. Emma Ellis was really, really good against Michigan. Just hammering balls, playing with great confidence. Um, Allie Horning was great in the backcourt for us. So just, just a lot of really, really good things, I thought, across the board. We haven't even mentioned Eva Hudson, because we just we expect her to, to get her 15 to 20 kills yeah. a, a night and play with passion. The one thing Eva is improving so much on, and you know, we don't talk a lot about it in the beginning of the season, because she was just so good in so many ways. But she wasn't a great defender. Uh, she was a you know, solid blocker. Her serving was OK. Offensively, she was just off the chart. Um, and her passing was solid for a freshman, but she wasn't making as many defensive plays as I w- would like her to. Now now she's picked up her defense and she's making, making a lot of plays in the backcourt, covering a lot more ground, both left to right and in front. And so, um, you know, people just get mesmerized with how many balls she's putting away and, and the passion she plays with. And now she's really, really turned into a complete player. And, and that made a big difference, and we'll continue to make difference as we move forward.
0: It's so great to see
1: a great player, a great freshman, I should mm-hmm. say,
0: continue to evolve, even in season. And like yeah. you say, you know, get better at certain things that, that were maybe lacking a little bit. You're only, you're only pretty good at this. To see
1: her grow in those areas in season, not, not need an offseason season well you know until you get into this league and start playing against a big Ten competition you don't know the pace of the game the shots that people are going to hit so certain things will surprise you you know you' you're you're expecting to see a full block in front of people mm-hmm. well that isn't going to happen in this league when teams are in system and so balls are being hit hard in the seam and 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 you're just not expecting it right and now she knows what what what's going to happen in this league and, and that I mean, you never know from play to play what, what it is that's going to happen, but you, you know you, things are going to happen fast. Mm-hmm. And so the pace of the game is something that you learn w- once you get involved. Here, here in the Big Ten.
0: She had four aces to go along with, with all of the other accolades on uh, on Friday night against Michigan State. Um, two more on Sunday to, to lead the team, yeah. uh, tie, tie the team lead there. So seeing her serve come along a little bit as well. Um, one thing that jumped off the stat sheet for me this week was the diversified attack. Raven led the team in kills Friday night. Maddie Chin, who you mentioned, was second. Eva, third. Uh, And then on Sunday, you know, Eva jumps to the top of the list, but Emma Ellis is second with 13 kills on on 30 swings. It's 333. Maddie Chin, you know, gets seven more. Raven, seven. Herself, Meg Renner, with with five kills uh, on
1: eight attempts. She's doing a really nice job of picking her spots. Yeah, Meg, I got to say, Meg is is starting to play with some confidence. And uh, the senior class and I include Megan in that even though she's a redshirt junior, the senior class is determined um, to finish this thing strong. And, um, you know, we're, we're sitting at 18-6 and six overall and 9-5 and, nine and five in the league. And, you know, if, if we play really, really well, we can finish as high as fourth in the Big Ten. And I think you remember we were ranked Predicted to finish pretty low, yeah. in in the league, relatively eight, eight speaking. Eight or so, nine, right? That so was, it's great. It's great that we're in in that position, but mm-hmm. that's a credit to those seniors. Mm-hmm. And having mentioned you know, Matty Cook, who came in against Michigan State and did some really really good things yep. for us. And you know, people want to know, well, well, you know, who are you going to play? Who are you going to start? And it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, we're going to put people that that probably we think are going to perform best in that particular match, based on who we're playing and what they've done in practice. But who comes off the bench is often much more important than who starts the match. Mm-hmm. And who finishes the who finishes the, the contest is really more important than who starts it. So I know that uh, Maddie Cook is rocking and rolling, ready to go. And, and, and she was really zoned in and, and practice on Monday. We did not practice yesterday because of the election. Yep. Um, so that's kind of been a, an interesting uh, week of preparation, trying to get ready for these two really good teams coming up. For sure. And, and the game day's a little bit off from what you've had this season as well. You
0: play Thursday night instead of Wednesday night or Friday night, uh, it, yeah. it might be your first
1: Thursday night since preseason. Yeah. Um, um Well, we we moved the, the match. There's a, a men's game. It was supposed to be a Friday Saturday Friday, right? and um, we didn't want to contest that, so we moved it to Thursday. And then only to find out that now women's basketball is playing uh, virtually the same time. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how that happened, but. Um, our fans are going to have to kind of choose uh, whether they want to be in Holloway or they want to be in Mackey at, at uh, what time does that match start? 6.30? 7? Um, you, you
0: volleyball starts at 7, women's basketball starts at 6, so they, okay. can, they can see uh, a, a good chunk of well, each. Can, I guess they can see both.
1: both. <laughs> um, parking will be a premium yep. uh, here for sure, so our fans need to be aware of that as they, they, they plan. But I know it's sold out, and, and all, all the tickets that I have went fast. Um, people are, are really excited about seeing uh, us play against Ohio State, the sixth ranked team in the country, and I think they're better than that. By mm-hmm. the way, I'm not just Lou Holtz in that. I'm just telling you that, that right now Ohio State's playing as well, if not better than anybody in our league. They have all this experience returning, which makes them a little bit more dangerous. The closer you get to tournament time, the closer they start to smell. there are three teams tied for the league lead right now, 13-1. and one. That's Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. And then you drop back to uh, Minnesota, who's one game ahead of us. Yeah. So um, those three are going to fight it out, and now you know, like as I mentioned, they're smelling uh, the finish line. And uh, so this will be a big match for Ohio State, but it's a big match for us. We're still trying to secure a, a really good spot in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I think our RPI right now at 21 or 22 mm-hmm. is in, in pretty good shape to, to certainly make the tournament. But uh, moving up into the the, the teens, the low teens, would help us have a chance to host. And wins over people like Ohio State and Penn State, those are, are, are really good indicators that you might rise in the, in the poll a little bit in, in, in the eyes of the NCAA committee. Definitely. I thought you made a great point Monday at your press conference
0: talking about Ohio State that you know, part of the reason they're only six instead of two or three in the country is they started off 0-3 with losses to Texas and San Diego that was an insane schedule they did it on purpose coming out of the gate with with really top level competition and so they dug themselves a hole
1: early but they they've certainly come off two losses to number 1 Texas mm-hmm. a loss to number, two San, number 2 San Diego a loss to number what 4 or 5 Nebraska mm-hmm. and then a loss to number Whatever pit is, yep. seven uh, somewhere Pitt up there. This week is seven. Yep. So those are their losses, and they've been in all those, and could have won all those. When they went to Nebraska and got beat, it was 15-13 in the fifth fifth set. So the you know that's that's where they've been. So I, I really am a little curious as to why they're ranked below both Wisconsin and Nebraska, um, even though that's where I <laughs> I think I may have ranked them. <laughs> but uh, maybe just because of the number of losses that they have. But man, they're. They've got a great setter, they've got a great Libero, they've got good left side hitters that are hitting a very high percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, one kid, uh, uh, oh, help me out here, the, the left side that did not play a lot the last couple of years, um, well, her number is 18. And... Um, um, Riley, oh, oh sorry, Janesia uh, Moore. Yeah, Janesia, Janesia Moore. Hitting about 300 as a left side hitter in the Big Ten <laughs> a- against the competition they've even played in non-conference. Yep. That's a ridiculous number yeah. as a left side hitter. Ridiculous. And uh, the other left side is also uh, playing very well. Gabby Gonzalez is, is hitting mid mid 200. So uh, two really good outside hitters. Their middles are, are athletic and you have to respect them. And then they're, in my opinion, the, the person that really carries them the, the most is Landot, uh, mm-hmm. the opposite. That, you know is big and physical and they set her all over the court and a lot of different places so uh it's a team you have to really be prepared for to play Uh, i watched their match with penn state i thought penn state did a really good job of getting ready for them and penn state was in a position to win that match and just couldn't quite pull it off at penn state so we know there's there's possibilities there's hope and um you know we this is one of those matches where we're not favored to win. Seems like a lot of matches we go into so far this year, we've been favored to win. We're not favored to win this one. So maybe we can play with a little more fire in our belly and and, uh, and less pressure on our backs and, and really go after this, this really good Buckeye team. Yeah, Penn State took them to five both times uh, yeah. uh, this year. Lost 17-15 okay. in, in Happy Valley. So
0: that, yeah, <laughs> some fantastic volleyball that's going on all over the country. And, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is like you said you guys may be coming in as a bit of an underdog mm-hmm. uh but but maybe not the worst position to be in against Ohio State and then you know you turn around with Penn State coming in
1: on uh, on Saturday night uh, another key matchup for this team yeah and Penn State uh, Katie Schumacher has done a really great job um of taking over that program at Penn State they um they lost a lot of players. You know, they had yeah. had some transfers. They had some graduates, um, mm-hmm. and they had to go to the, the waiver wire to the transfer uh, circuit. And they brought some some, some really nice players in, uh, and they're playing at an extremely high level. Um, again, with with a, a new team, kind of like Purdue, we had to kind of form a, a new group because a lot of the starters that people were used to seeing were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I haven't looked at Penn State a, a ton yet. Um, in specific because we've been on ohio state but i know that, that that their staff has to be happy with the way that that they're playing and the, the development of that program but to have ohio state and penn state in two days of each other for our fans is, is a real treat and uh, i think there'll be some good volleyball played in holloway gym this week
0: definitely just uh, just
1: Am I doing the math right three home matches left yeah, and three they're all, three in, three, and all in three in a row. They're all three in a row. Yeah. Yep, and then Ohio State Thursday, uh, Penn State on Saturday, the following Friday we get Michigan, Michigan again, here. and then we're gone for the last three. Yep. Uh, I think we go to Nebraska and then we go to Maryland and then finish at Penn, State. at Penn State. So, um, you know, again, all are winnable and all are mm-hmm. losable depending on how well our, our team wants to function. But we we're talking about you said the great volleyball being played in this in the country in the league. Last week, Northwestern has Nebraska beat. Yes. They're up. They're up. Twenty three, twenty one. The fourth after being up two to one, can't close the door, mm-hmm. and then they get beat in the fifth. So, Northwestern's legitimate. They uh, are. A lot absolutely. of people looked at me cross-eyed. You know, we went up there and we got beat in, in the fifth game, 15-11, After being up six to three, mm-hmm. got beat by Northwestern. They thought we had you know done something really, really, really bad. And I, I thought, well, if you were there, sitting where I was, you could understand what happened. They've got maybe the best athlete in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and Tammy. Thomas and and she went off uh, in both those matches. So and some other really good players. So and then you look at Indiana, a team that we beat pretty soundly here. Yep. Uh, look at the stats. They go up and they're up in the fourth set against Wisconsin in Madison. Uh, had a chance to, to take that to a fifth set. It should have, but they let it get away from them. Yep. Um, so. A lot of really good teams in, in, in this league, and, and the volleyball has been great. It's been great for the, our spectators, which is why record crowds are being brought in everywhere right now. And, and we're so proud of the fact that we're, we've we sold out every single match at Purdue. We've got three to go, and, and it would just be great to just have the people hanging off the rafters in these last three, continuing to do what they've done. The noise has been off the chart, mm-hmm. but we're going to need them for sure to – to finish this thing strong and have some momentum going into that NCAA tournament. No doubt. Uh, the latest ABCA
0: coaches poll: five different teams get, uh, get at least one first place vote. Texas clearing away the, the, the top number one, San Diego two, Wisconsin three, Nebraska four, and Louisville five. But all five of them have at least one voter who think they're the best team in the country. And then you've got Ohio State sitting there at six the first team without a first place vote, but as good as anybody above them with, with wins over several of those teams above them in yeah. the rankings.
1: And I really think that those six teams are, are the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I, 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 you know, I haven't seen Pittsburgh a lot, but I, I think those six have something that the rest of us don't have right now. They've got, whether it's talent or confidence or experience, um, key players that are, are gonna get it done. I think there's a little bit of a drop after that. And you can throw about the next 20 teams into a hat uh, and, and figure out you know, who, who's going to win. But um, quite honestly, our program, we're ahead of the curve yep. right now. I, I truly believe that. I'm, I'm excited that our, our, our seniors are leading this team. And we've gotten great help from the transfers and, and some freshmen. And kids are working hard. And our coaching staff and support staff are, are doing everything that they can do uh, to keep this, this program moving forward. And then as we're going to get into here in a little bit, what a day this is to have uh, one of the best recruiting classes in the country, one of the best we've ever had here at Purdue sign here, and just the the excitement that leads on to to what's to come for Purdue Volleyball.
0: All of those commitments are in. We're going to talk about them after the break here in just a minute. One last note on last week, congrats to Eva Hudson, named the Big Ten Freshman of the Week for the sixth time this season, and uh, also Maddie Skimmerhorn. For uh, defensive player of the week. Yeah, and we don't
1: ever take those things for granted, right. Because, as we may have mentioned in a press conference once, there have been years we haven't had anybody get any of those awards. Yeah, on good teams with sure. good players. Yeah, absolutely, it's a great so, conference. <clears throat> just don't uh, assume it's go- it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, certainly Eva uh, appears to be uh, the front runner for the freshman of the year in the Big Ten. There are certainly some other really good ones out there, but I think she's cer- certainly the front runner. And how happy we are to have her at Purdue jersey and to see maddie skimmerhorn come back to life and not that she was not playing as hard as she could play and doing some great things for us but but this is the maddie skimmerhorn that i i thought we had the one we saw this past weekend and um it it just takes a while sometimes to get through a a leg injury and start to believe that you can make some of the exact same moves with the same dynamic ability that that you've been making in the past so great to have uh, great to have her back that's awesome
0: uh eva by the way Now, second most freshman of the week honors in Big Ten history to Dana Retke, who uh, was a pretty fair player. Pretty good. She turned out okay. Uh, We're going to talk about the uh, the newest Boilermakers when we come back. The Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, Inspiring Health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now, back to the show. All right, Coach. uh, It's an exciting day, one that. coaching staffs around the country look forward to every year you you spend a whole lot of time on the recruiting trail and uh and this is the payoff uh congratulations on a fantastic class six new boilermakers today and uh could not be more excited uh getting national attention getting national accolades with these with these players we're going to go through each of them you know individually but but just your overall thoughts on this class and what it can do
1: for the program well, it's always hard to determine what they can do until they come here and we find out exactly um, how hard they, they want to work and how determined they are and what kind of leaders they are and, and teammates that they are. But we feel like we've got an incredible group. Um, we're, we're excited because we know uh, with these six athletes coming in that they're all great people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, 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 know, we understand the value of character when we recruit and you know we we talked about being great teammates all the time at Purdue because if you're a great teammate then everything else will happen um, and there, there's there's a lot of merit to that but um, four players that I think are, are all top 40 players in the country um, including one that I think is still ranked as the number one recruit in the land which is is always exciting I don't think we've ever brought in a top the top recruit in the country to Purdue in the sport of volleyball so that's, that's pretty neat. and uh, But the others are are, are, are very close behind a, as well. And um, a couple of backcourt players that are, are going to come in here and, and, and learn to play the Boilermaker way mm-hmm. and, and make a great difference for us as well. So yeah, we're more than excited because we also know we've got about four or five freshmen on campus right now um, that can play, two yeah. of which are going to be redshirted, which are going to fall into that same class. And, you know, it, it's, it's a bit of a youth movement that, that we were on, um, but we're excited because some of those aren't, people aren't going to play like they're young. Mm-hmm. You, even these ones that are coming in right now, they've got so much quality club experience and been playing on really good high school programs. Um, you know, like Chloe Shacoin who's the number one recruit in that class, out of McCutcheon, uh, played on the USA junior national team that was in, down in Mexico this past uh, year and was voted the top hitter in the entire tournament. I think it was the Pan Am Games that they were playing in yeah. there, just a great performance by her. She's, she's probably touched the volleyball more than any player in the, in, in the country in that class. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, you know she's going to be ready to go. Kenna Woller is another outside hitter that uh, comes out of Illinois. Um, that uh, Her team is playing in the Final Four in Illinois. Uh, this weekend, I think she plays Friday night. I, I believe that's when they, when they played the Final Four. So excited for her that, that high school has never gone that far before, and, and she's leading that team. And I think uh, maybe the third leading kill getter in the history of Illinois mm. volleyball. She's, she's just doing, doing some great things uh, with that program. And Kenna, again, we wish her the best of luck moving forward. Those are both outside hitters that jump well and hit the ball really, really hard and play a complete game, can pass, can defend, um, uh, compete. So excited about that. Grace Haney. Out of Nebraska, her team lost in five in the in the, uh, the state championship match okay. um, this this past weekend. I think she had 28 kills and about 25 digs uh, during that particular match. She's a six rotation. She's a lefty, the first lefty uh, that we've had in the opposite position since Annie Drews. Yep. and so that will be fun to watch her. She what's interesting about her is her 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 four by four hundred. Uh, Relay team won the state championship past couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. She plays on a basketball team that com- competed for state championship, and her volleyball team finished runner up. So, uh, it's great to get a multi-sport athlete uh, that has competed at the highest level. So, Grace is uh, going to be a nice addition to our team and give us some 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 uh, real good play on the right side. And then we have uh, of course Taylor Anderson from San Antonio, Texas. Taylor has been a typical Purdue setting recruit. She's somebody that has got great size and athleticism, but she has set and hit most okay. of her career. And so she'll come in, and, 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 and I don't think I'll take a lot of fine-tuning because she's set more than a lot of the, the setters that we have, but she's a phenomenal athlete. Smooth as silk. And uh, uh, a little bit quiet in how she leads, but not how she competes. And uh, she's... Um, Somebody that you know we targeted her as somebody we re- really felt like could be a difference maker for our program because she's about six one, jumps really well, a great blocker, uh, in the setting position, and can score points. So she's exactly what what we want. So um, nice to have her coming all the way uh, from Texas, where we've had some really good players come to Purdue in the past. And then we have Julia Kane, who's out of Orlando, Florida. Her she actually has some family history up here. Uh, I think her grandfather was a one-time superintendent of schools at Tippecanoe County uh, School System and uh, has an uncle that teaches in, uh, at Harrison High School. So uh, great to have, have her coming, kind of coming back to, to be, be with some family, but she's really been more of a, a full-time outside hitter mm-hmm. uh, on her high school team and then played libero on her, a really good club team out of Orlando. And Julia's long for that position. She's 5'11". Um, probably getting close to six foot. She's grown a lot lately, and uh, she's going to you know, bring, I think, some real toughness and give an edge to, to our backcourt play. And then we have Rachel Williams, um, right here out of uh, West Lafayette, played at Westside High School and just did a tr- tremendous job uh, for them. And uh, of course, Rachel's father was a great uh, athlete at Purdue, and, uh, and Calvin Williams, who was a, a wide receiver that played a lot of uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL and is now our sport administrator, uh, but she competes. I went out and watched her play a match uh, in the last couple, couple three weeks out of Harrison High School where they, they beat the, the Harrison Raiders and, and she just put on a show. She was just so competitive and, and hit every shot in the books. Again, she played left side as well, but she'll be a, a, a defensive specialist for us. And And four of those players are gonna be in here in, in January. That's big. Um, yeah, um, Chloe, Chicoine, Kenna, um, Willard, uh, uh, Rachel Williams, and Julia Kane okay. will all arrive in January and get uh, you know, whatever benefit you know we, we can provide training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get that and be able to play uh, for us during the spring season. So it'll be nice to have them in there. So we'll have a good group in here during the springtime, for sure, for sure. And that's been that's it's always kind of uh,
0: can be a problem. if You get graduating seniors that aren't replaced by the incoming freshman class, so
1: you yeah. you're going a little bit thin, maybe, you know, some of well, we, of course, we got two graduating, two grad students mm-hmm. that will be gone, and probably five seniors that will be gone. So you lose seven seven players, yeah. or six or seven players anyway. So uh, this will help give us a little more depth and have some people in the gym where we can do a few more things. But I, I think if, if you're not coming in the spring, then, then you've got a, another good club season to, to train and play. And so it's it's a 50 proposition, sure. but it's kind of whatever the the athletes. It's just more athletes right now are ready to move on mm-hmm. and, and and get to college and get the thing started, and and uh, we're more than happy to to provide what we can for them once they get here.
0: Um, ranked third in the country, this recruiting class, uh, it, it's it's up there amongst the best classes Purdue's ever had. Uh, I gotta think it's it's the tops. Uh, uh, we we haven't done that research to to prove that out yet, but it doesn't get a whole lot better than third. You've got Texas at number two and Nebraska at number one as far as recruiting class rankings, but the Boilermakers there at third, is uh, that's a huge deal.
1: Well, it just all depends on who's doing the ranking, to be honest with you, and you know, Prep Volleyball's been doing this for a long time, um, so uh, they're looking at basically how many top recruits do you have? And, mm-hmm. and who are the, the, the ones that really jump out at you? But I don't get uh, too wrapped up in that. I, I know what we have coming mm-hmm. and I know what we need. So much of, of having a great recruiting class for each respective program or each respective coach is are we filling the, the needs? Yeah, right. Uh, where, where was the void? What do we need? And, and going forward, is, is this going to make us much better? And, and certainly this will. With with the players that we have coming in, we we didn't need a middle in this particular class. Okay, so you don't have a middle blocker Mm -hmm. coming. We've got you know a couple of freshmen sitting there right now in Lourdes Myers, a redshirt freshman, and Lizzie Carr. Okay, so it wasn't like we needed to bring one in right behind them. Right. Um, So um, it it, it's a good class. We needed a setter. We've got one. we hope she'll be ready to play when she can get here to, to really give us some support in the setting position. Uh, outside hitters, you, all, you can't have too many outside hitters. For sure. And we got some live arms with, with these people, and, and whether it's the left side or the right side, people that have swung and had a lot of balls, have been put in pressure situations, and have performed admirably. So it, it's a good group, and I, I know that our, our, our fans are going to love these players, not because of the fact they're so athletic and they've already accomplished so much, it's just who they are, and they want to be here. These are people that have committed and are, are thrilled to be part of this Purdue program right now as we move forward. And I think our best days are ahead. I really believe that.
0: Has that always been uh, a, a huge focus for you recruiting-wise is is getting the culture fit, getting the the character fit? Do, has that always mattered, or has that sort of evolved
1: over time? No, I, I, I think that every coach has an idea of what kind of player – that they feel like is going to be important um, in your program and, and how you're going to be able to operate with those players. I, I think, don't get me wrong, there's not a certain specific thing we're looking for. Okay. I just want, I want, I want vibrant, uh, aggressive, coachable, likable people to, to come into our gym that are gonna be great teammates. I mean, all forms around this idea, are you gonna be a great teammate? Mm-hmm. Because that kinda of covers everything. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, we, have, we haven't had players that have been problems. So it's not like, okay, have, I've learned because we had a real issue with this particular mm-hmm. person. I mean, every single player is different. All six of these, everybody we've ever recruited comes from a different environment. Everybody comes from a different situation. Yep. Uh, no matter, even they can be in the same city, they can be playing on the same club but they're gonna be a lot different uh, on who they are. And uh, it's your job to help them when they get here to become great at what they do and to understand what their role is and to, to make people around them better as they go through the process. <clears throat>
0: Last question on this class. Uh, and, and it, it may be too vague of a question to get a great answer for, but how did it come together? I know, it was, you know it's a years long process, some of these, some of these uh, young ladies maybe committed a while ago or had Purdue high in their minds, some yeah. maybe came late. How did it all come together?
1: Well, this is a group, this class here, we could not see a lot when they were freshmen and, and part of their sophomore year because of COVID. It limited our opportunity to go out and, and recruit in person. And we did. I remember going to Louisville for the first time. It's like the first time everybody's out, so there's thousands of coaches there at this tournament and kenna woolard was kind of the the primary target of everybody and i hadn't seen a a bunch of her at that time and uh, i'm watching this six foot one inch outside hitter just put on a show and you can tell everybody's getting excited about her and I, i i've known their coach because val nickel and grace cleveland came out of that same particular club that's right and i chatted with him and first thing he said was that yeah you're the number one school on our list and i said no kidding (laughs) and i said that's good to know and uh but then there's still a heck of a process after that because every every, she got a lot of interest from a lot of people um but yeah no it's 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 a process everybody has their own story Mm -hmm. all these different recruits you know it was different how we approached and when we saw them and 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 how we got their their attention and what their visits went like and how we helped them understand that Purdue was going to be a, a really good good place and have a great opportunity for them. Uh, but it's it's six players that are all going to be able to help us, and, and, and it'll be fun to be in the gym, and we're just looking forward to it.
0: Congratulations to all six uh, on their dreams coming true, yeah. and congratulations to you and your staff on putting together another great one. I can't wait to watch them develop.
1: Well, and let's let's give credit to Kath. Kathy Jewell, yep. who is our recruiting coordinator, and she does a lot of the legwork of, of finding out who these players are, where they are, and, and doing some early communication with, with coaches and so forth. And she she, she really does a great job, and, and that's she takes great pride in, in what she's doing there. And, of course, John you know, helps out significantly once we get him on campus, and the fact that he's one of the best trainers in the sport of volleyball helps encourage people to come here. So, yeah, I appreciate what, what they've done. And, um, but a lot of things t- to happen before they get here, yep. and uh, that will start this weekend, actually on Thursday night when the Ohio State Buckeyes come here.
0: Yep. Good luck against Ohio State. Good luck against Penn State. The Penn State matches is, is going to be live in the Big Ten Network. Ohio State will be on Big Ten Plus, so uh, both of those matches available to be viewed. If you can't make it to Holloway Gym, uh, tickets are, have long been sold out for yep. these matches. So uh, and the Penn State matches at eight. 8 o'clock Saturday night. Yep. Uh, Good luck against the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions, coach, and we'll uh, see you next week. Okay. Thanks, Corey. Boiler up.